In this episode, I'm going to talk about a project I was involved in where we went from a zero in revenue to a million dollars in the first month. This is about the third or fourth time I've recorded this one, and I've had to delete the, the past few because I had a little bit of that, my disdain for political nonsense in the corporate world. And I have to just, I want to make one comment on that, and then I'm, I'm not going to go there in this podcast, because you have to just let that go. Uh, and that is, if you're involved in the project, remember who you're doing it for. You're doing it for someone greater than all of us, so you need to do it the best of your ability. If you're involved in a situation where there's political noise and people pulling for you and some helping you and not helping you and trying to, you just have to forget about all that stuff. Do it the very best of your ability for, for, the, um, for the one that we're actually should be trying to please. Second thing is, though, I'm going to say this. If you're part of something that's great, talk about it. Don't go, well, you know what, I, I, I'm not very good at self-promotion, therefore I'm not going to talk about that. No, if you've been a part of something that's really good, speak up. Talk about it. We need to hear those stories. So that's all I'm going to say about the environment I'm in, other than this. This is how this project looked. We said, uh, we said okay, we're going to open up a new state. And we were in LTL trucking at the time, and that's like most businesses. There's some good, some things that need to be improved on, some things that were a little bit archaic uh, that need to be adjusted. So I don't want you to hear about my criticism at all about any certain market. I want you to hear about what worked, and that's the point of this. I want you to use these concepts, because we're going to use these concepts at Circle the Panda in all the businesses that we open up and have opened up. So we said we're going to open up a new state. And in the past, it was commented on, we've opened up new states, and we have had gone months and months and months, six months, even sometimes a year, and not put on much business. We have not brought on much business. So we're going to open this in six months, and they said, J.D., we want you to be a part of the process. And with the opening, we expect, we want freight to be on the truck as soon as possible. It was a it was, a, I would say, a, a healthy way to express the expectation of, you're a part of this project, we're going to open up in six months, and we want to open up like no other time in the past, and that we're going to have business on the truck shortly after we open up, and that's what we expect. So, you know, a very healthy way to have that conversation about expectation, and uh, so we ran with it. We ran with it and said, okay, here we go. Here's the approach we take, and here's what it took, and here's what I want you to get from this. So what we did is we looked at the market, and we said, where's the money? Where's the money? Who has the money? Which customers have the most uh, revenue potential in that market? There are several different ways you can find that. You can either find it if you're an existing company. We were a $1. billion company at, this, at, at the time. I think that was the number. This was about... I don't know, eight or nine years ago, lose track of time. But we looked at our current database and said, do we have any customers that are doing business elsewhere that are doing it in the state that we're opening up? And it was Kentucky. Another thing you can do is there's plenty of business directories out there that will tell you the size of the company, the revenue, the number of employees, all kinds of information. So you can get it from databases 
that if you're a startup and you don't have anything to work off of, you can still get some information. So just keep digging for it. If you're an existing company, you can look at your current client base and say, who does business in that area? You can find it somehow. Point being is we said, who has the money? Where is the money to be found? In the market that we're going into, and here's, the second, here's another thing to remember, what do we offer? What can we offer in that market to, do, to those that have the revenue potential? So we were going where the money is located in a way that was expressing here's where we add value. Those two things. And then the next thing was the approach. We took a somewhat of a unique approach in business. We didn't hire people that had a lot of experience in sales. Now I have a lot of background in operations and sales, so I had that blend of how do you blend the two together. And that's kind of what you need from a standpoint. You either need that blend or you need somebody on the other side of the operational part that you can go, okay, where do we add value the most in that state or that market? And who's the customer and how you blend the two? We took a, a very unique approach in towards, the, the, towards the sales approach. And we said this, we're going to approach those, those people. And, and, and rather than hire existing, uh, you know, existing um, salespeople in the market from other companies, because what you're going to get often sometimes, and this has nothing to do with age, nothing to do with age. It has to do with the approach that's taken. But if you're trying to do something that's unique, you need to find people that understand that you're trying to do something unique. And if, sometimes if you, if you steal somebody from a competitor and say, we, we want to bring you from the competitor, and you're using archaic methods that the whole industry may be using, that's what you might get. What we looked for were people that, get, that understood this. Approach people in a way that says, we care about you. Pause on that one. We didn't look for experience in the industry. We said, do they have the ability to approach people in a way that says, I care about you? That's what we were looking for. And then we trained them on what they need to do about the, know about our business and where they add value. But the approach, and you're going to hear this in, in other podcast episodes, because there's a little bit more to describe in this. You know, where you go from a, a zero to a million in a month is not easy, and it cannot be covered in a 12, 14-minute podcast episode. But the key points can. So we said approach people in this way. Go to the customer and say, we're entering this market. We want to know what we can do to serve you, and, and here's our background. Simple as that. And then be quiet. Be quiet. You know, don't, don't try to fill in the gaps. Don't get uncomfortable. Don't try to do some kind of fancy, uh, fancy sales approach that says, you know, we're going to try to match up personality profiles and look at, the, uh, look at what you have on the watch. Just ask the question. We're coming into this market. What can we do to help you? And then listen. And then continue to follow up. Not a very complicated approach, but it's based on truth. Now, the other thing that we added in from a team standpoint is we said, we're about serving the community in our respective areas. This was not an exercise. 
in team building. It was not an exercise in getting marketing. It wasn't that. If you do it with the right intentions, then you get good things from it. What we did was we said, your new employees with your new associates with us, we're going into a market. We're going to be about serving. This goes back to the approach that you're taking in sales. If, you're tell, if you tell people they're going to be working with you, and you say, we're going to be about serving you and supporting you, then take that to another level and say, we're not just about doing this for you. We're, we're about doing this in the communities that we're going into. So we would find homeless shelters to serve in. We would find um, maybe work with the special needs of neurodiverse. Whatever projects we had, we would say, we're going to find a project. You help find the project in your market. Ask co customers if they want to join us. And let's just serve that. So it just... It created the environment of we don't we don't just care about what kind of revenue we're getting. We're just about looking for opportunities to serve others, and the revenue will follow. So again, a very simple approach. And but what happened after that? Well, there's a, a few key points I want to make in this, and what happened. So right before we opened, we set an opening date, and the date we were open, two things happened. There was a glitch in the pricing system. It's not the company's fault. It was pricing set on a on a standard. Like there was this this group that kind of kind of approved, you know, the method of pricing that went into effect. I'm not sure how all that works, but it was controlled by somewhere else, and they just had to kind of flip a switch. And they didn't on day one. Second thing is a major snowstorm came in the day we opened. The day we opened. So here we are, opening date. We go, all right, we're open for business. Pricing trigger doesn't switch on, and then a snowstorm comes in. Now, if you're involved in a project like that, and you know that all eyes are upon you, and there is, uh, there is some noise in the background going on, and people are looking, are you going to succeed or not succeed, then you can get in a little bit of a situation where that's a, uh, a bit of a downer, and I did. I remember riding back to the place I was staying and, you know, praying that I would make it there because the, the snow and ice was coming down so, um, so hard. And I went, this is over. I kind of banked a career on this working and uh, it's, it's not working. It's over. It's finished. It's done. Uh, it didn't work out. <clears throat> Well, here's how you know when people are really praying for you. See, a lot of people either in, in a faith-based business or in a church setting will say, I'm going to pray for you. But when it comes down to it, they won't. They won't. Uh, I've done that myself. I'd say I would, I would pray for you, and I don't, I, for whatever reason, I either forget or I don't pray for them. I don't end up praying for them. So that's pretty common and I'm not judging from somebody on that. I just say, if you say you're going to pray for somebody, pray for them. Um, so there were a fair amount of people going, I know this opening is important, so therefore we're going to be praying for you. Here's how you know who actually is praying for you. So I was riding uh, again, riding through down the interstate on, during this snowstorm, going, oh, man, I am, I am low. We put a lot of work into this and it's not working out. And I got a phone call. And the phone call said, J.D., uh, uh, we've been praying for this to go well, and I want to check on you. And this person's name was Carmen. 
And then about an hour later, I got another phone call and said, JD, we've been praying for you and your team on this, and I'm checking to see how it's going. Uh, his name was Richard. That's how you know who's praying for you. Because at the moments when you need the encouragement, those are the ones that will show up because they will be prompted to contact you. So I'm very, very grateful for those two because I knew they were praying for us. And I knew they were there when I needed that little bit of um, um, uplifting uh, uh, conversation. Here's the rest of the story. When the snowstorm passed, after about three days and the streets cleared, the business came on. The business came on hot and fast, coming in hot, as they say. And uh, it came in so hot that it's the first time that we ever recall that we had to say, stop selling. We can't handle the business. Stop selling. We can't handle the business. It's coming on so hard and so fast that we're going to disappoint people because we are filling up the trucks. Hang on. So we went from, a, from zero, from day one, and then we hit the 30-day mark, the end of the first month, we went to a million dollars. A million dollars based on a very simple approach. But it's often lost because we get in these complicated conversations and you name it, whatever reason. In summary, find out where the business is, See what you can offer to them, where you can add value. Find people that are going to approach them in the way that says, I care about you, and I want to hear what your needs are. And then you match up the value to the need with the people that have the money. And then just base it. Just base the whole concept, the whole approach on serving. Serving the community, serving who you're approaching, serving the internal people, the external people. And then, um, and then see what happens. Well, I encourage you to use something like this because as we roll out our Circle of the Panda businesses and you can find it on the Circle of the Panda website, uh, we're using this approach. We've already been using this approach. We're just going to get better at using it. It's going to be what we do and everything that we try to, to launch out there. And, and I encourage you to do the same thing. If you have any questions at all and you want to engage with us, you can find us at circleofthepanda.com and you can reach me directly at jd at circleofthepanda.com. I wish you all the best, good luck, and peace to you.